0: Friday nights I'm teaching a series on the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 we we'll start that's our golden text with this series um, the Lord is a giver of gifts he gave the gift of salvation gift free gift of eternal life he's the giver of gifts and James said it in chapter 1 every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift comes from above so this is thoroughly biblical what i'm endeavoring to present to you and it says in 1 corinthians 12 1 it says pursue love and yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts now no that's that's chapter 14 verse 1 sorry but first chapter 12 verse 1 uh says now concerning spiritual gifts brethren brothers and sisters i do not want you to be unaware i don't want you to be in the dark I don't want you to be uninformed, it says in the ESV. Ignorant, it says in King James. New Living Translation says, I don't want you to be, to misunderstand this. Uh, basic English Bible says, it's not right for you to be without teaching. Weymouth says it is important, brethren, that you should have clear knowledge on the subject of spiritual gifts. So uh, I pray there would be a clarity and, um, I'll I'll tell you, when I went to Missouri Baptist, uh, the head of the theology department, uh, uh, Andy Chambers, he came to um, a wedding, he came to Micah and uh, and, and, and Jerry's wedding. Are Micah and Jerry here? All right, where's Micah? He's at work, all right, well tell him he got a shout out. All right, He, he married up. And and, uh, Dr. Chambers was here, did you know that? Yeah, Yeah. so he told me in one of my classes, he's Baptist, and uh, God bless, there are more Baptists than there are human beings. (laughs) And uh, I love them, they invited me to church when I was five years old on Galveston Street, and um, Patsy and I drove by there and saw the church, and it's expanded, the same building that they led me in the sinner's prayer when I was a little boy. Uh, so I'm I'm indebted to that movement and I'm grateful for them and he said to me we were taking classes I was from I was taking classes from him and he said you know though I don't operate in these gifts I would be remiss theologically to to deny them they have not passed away with the Apostles and even though I don't operate in them I believe that they're for today And and he said that out of nowhere I was like wow okay And so, some people think that way. Some people theorize that the gifts of the Holy Spirit passed away with the apostles. And I'm going to try to kind of answer that a little bit uh, in in a minute. But I I want to just go to Luke chapter 24, and we're going to read verse 45 through 49, the end of Luke's gospel. These are the famous last words of Jesus. And I love this first part. I've always really resonated with verse 45 it says then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures how about that isn't that a wonderful possibility he opened their minds to understand the scriptures i I know he did that for me i know he's doing that for you he did that for the early uh participants and he'll do it again man i'm i was on uh delmar and i was praying for i have a There's a guy there that's got a church. He just bought the Tivoli, and I'm praying God will just enlighten and illuminate that part of town and anoint that pastor and his family. And uh, I am believing God for the eyes of people's hearts to be enlightened, people to find their way in there in that beautiful, elegant, I think, 1920s uh, theater that now is occupied by a good church. Hallelujah. But I want my melon to be occupied with understanding the Scriptures. And this goes along with it I don't want you to be uninformed unaware ignorant I want you to have good teaching and uh, one of the most impactful senior ministers of my early life said wherever there's a problem teaching is the cure wherever there's a problem and he's talking to leaders future leaders and pastors and teachers and ministers man that it, it, it need there needs to be good teaching there needs to be good teaching so I wanna teach this to you. He opened up their minds to understand the scriptures and he said to them, verse 46, uh, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day. And uh, this is about the Messiah that would, this would happen. And that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Jerusalem's quite important, you guys. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. Now listen to this caveat. He's talking to the early church beginning, fledgling beginnings of the the first followers. But you are to stay in the city, which is Jerusalem, until you are clothed with power from on high. Clothed with power from on high. Now that is, that'll preach right there. You're gonna be clothed with power from on high. And so Luke wrote this gospel. Luke also wrote the book of Acts. So now let's let's piggyback that final point Jesus made to Acts chapter uh, one. Let's go to Acts chapter one now, and we're gonna read what Luke continued to say in his observations right before Jesus, after he resurrected, and right before he ascended, he says in verse one, we're gonna look at the first eight verses. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven. Isn't it amazing Jesus was taken up to heaven? You know what he was doing when he was ascending? He was blessing the people. He wasn't sermonizing he wasn't rebuking there he wasn't doing any more miracles he just spoke blessing yeah. hallelujah so we we have a blessing from our from our lord and savior uh, so uh, until he that day was taken up into heaven uh, after he had by the holy spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen what were the orders that they should stay in jerusalem and they should uh wait there until they're clothed with power from on high to these he he has also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs king james says many infallible proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of god gathering them together he commanded them not to leave jerusalem but to wait for what the father had promised see now that dovetails on with what he said in luke which he said you heard of from me, right? It's rock solid. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now there was John the Apostle's baptism, that was a baptism of repentance on a Jewish context. Uh, Jesus was baptized in that context. Then there's baptism in the name of Jesus, and that is Christian baptism. And then there's baptism in the Holy Spirit, though that you're clothed with power. And it is after salvation. Salvation is by grace through faith. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is by grace through faith. It takes faith to comprehend and God opens up the minds of, uh, their minds to understand the scriptures, our hearts, and the lights go on. You know, you could be from a religious context or an irreligious context. You could be from a world religion that's foreign to Judeo-Christian model. You could be from idolatry, like, like um, those guys were delivered from idols, you know. Uh, and, and uh 1 Corinthians, he said, you guys were serving dumb idols. I want you not to be dumbed down. I want you to be equipped and proficient in understanding the gifts of the spirit. And as I've been studying this, I've had some enlightenment I've never had before concerning some of these gifts. I realized I had some limitation and some ignorance based on my own experience or based on, you know, just not really um, delving into it. But as I've delved into it uh, and spent some time meditating on it, um, I'm happy to tell you that I've, I've been learning more things from the teacher, the Holy Spirit, about the Holy Spirit and about his gifts. As I'm getting ready to teach you about the gifts of the Spirit, and it's occurring to me in my life, like I've seen some things that I would say, "Oh yeah, that was a prophetic word," or "That was a word of knowledge," or "Or that was a gift of healing." Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking at the pastors, and you know, there's that we, we can say, "Oh yeah, man, the, it, it, this kicked in, and it was different from my own Bible faith." It was my Bible faith was there, but God helped me. Yeah. My help came. You know, yeah. um, so. Uh, like some of the gifts can be ongoing in your lifespan um, and just a light upon you. And he distributes these as he wills. And I wanna to talk to you about, you know, there's clergy and laity and we're gonna talk about this because this is where that uh, theory came that the gifts passed away with the apostles and it's gonna be in Acts chapter eight, but I wanna get this finished first. I'm so getting a little bit ahead of myself because I'm excited. But let's just finish this here john baptized with water verse 5 but you will be baptized with the holy spirit not many days from now so when they had come together they were asking and saying lord is it at this time you're restoring the kingdom to israel see these were jewish people that were uh in a covenant and still are in a covenant and this is the beginning of the church age and you know they're they're my view is, theologically, they're dispensations and there's a covenant and they're, it, they're, it, they're, they're compatible. And I guess I could go, as we go, we'll learn some of those things as well. But just for this purpose, I wanna read through this. He said to them, it's not for you to know th- times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even the remotest part of the earth." So Chesterfield Valley was recorded in the New Testament right there when it said the remotest part of the earth. Because <laughs> this, I'm telling you, from Jerusalem, from that point, that's a remote, this is the remotest part of the earth. We're recipients of that truth. The gospel has permeated through time and through all the, the mishandling of it by carnal people through the dark ages and the crazy stuff people have done, uh, the try to suppress the scriptures from the people and then people gave their lives to print the scriptures to get it to the people and they, they I mean, it, it, and yet by the grace of God, he's, he's maintained uh, a, a, a people and he has a plan that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church that Jesus is building. So he wants us to be informed. So here it is right here. And so they did exactly what Jesus had told them to do. They were complying with it. And so then we go in and you see uh, this upper room they rented. They returned in verse 12, they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, uh, which is near Jerusalem, uh, Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered the city, they went up to the up, an upper room, where they were staying. That is Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas the son of Alphaeus, Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. And these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Peter got up, spoke and there are 120 persons in total and uh, men, women, uh, and uh, mother Mary and so forth. And they were all doing what Jesus had told them to do, opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. Jesus had to suffer and die, but wait till you're clothed with power from on high, right? And so then it goes in through some things about Judas and Matthias and so forth. Then it goes to chapter two, and we'll go right in here quickly. Then when the day of Pentecost had come, the day of Pentecost is, was and is a Jewish holy day, high holy day. And it, 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 it's, it's just that, ha- that particular, like this, this was Easter Sunday, or this was Columbus day, or this was Christmas or something. It was, it was the day of Pentecost, okay? And, and they were all together in one place. Suddenly there came from heaven, they were clothed with power from on high, a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And uh, so then, now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound was uh, occurred, the, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. This is Acts chapter two, and now we're at verse seven. And they were amazed and astonished saying, why are not all of these who are speaking, why are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? I misread that. And, and, And how is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? Fascinating. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the districts of Libya, around Cyrene, and the visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them in our own tongues speaking the mighty deeds of God. So see, tongues, as we'll learn in the upcoming weeks, is not unto men it's to god it, you, you don't speak to men with tongues you're speaking to god it's a holy unique provision that god downloads in us that is supernatural all the gifts of the spirit are supernatural like you don't find an intelligent person and say, "Oh, they've got the gift of the word of wisdom because the, everything they say is so profound no they're profound because they study they're studious they're intelligent they have a high Uh, you know IQ and they have experience and they have the ability to amass information but that's not a word of knowledge a word of knowledge is a prompting from God that is supernatural that didn't originate in the human uh, system it visited upon the human system from God okay prophecy is something that God brings to bring forth his ideas and purposes in the now and uh, the gifts of healing, it's not like, well, this doctor has a gifts of he- gift of healing. The doctor studied for 15 years, worked ridiculous shifts, paid their dues at a, you know, a, a, a trauma center in an in- inner city hospital. Uh, there's a, a guy, pra- get prepared to be a doctor here right now, that, I mean, what are, what are your shifts? How long are your shifts, Carlos? How many? 36 hours? Why do they do that to you people 36 hours in one day i didn't know there were 36 hours in one day but that they have to have these super long shifts to prepare and um and you know he, they, they learn they learn skills i remember we had jump and dr corwin was here and he was signed up to be in the um we had a nursing area we always did every time we did jump we had a lot of nurses and we had uh, emts we had doctors And Kingston was bouncing on one of those little mini trampolines, and he was about 11, 12 years old. And one of those springs with the little loop was was loose, and he he uh, it went through it, and he sliced up his leg. And Dr. Corwin sewed it right up. And uh, and you can't he did, and he's a plastic surgeon, so you can't even see the scar, which is kind of a bummer when you're a guy, because it's like you gotta. Because John Billings fell off the back of the stairs here, and he got eight stitches, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have him wear a tank top for the men's breakfast. Right? All right, now he's like, I don't think so. But anyway, um, Dr. Corwin, so I mean, is that a gift of healing? He's, he has skill at sanitizing and cleaning a wound and suturing it and making it, and in his case, sewing it with such refinement that you can't even see the the. This, the, you know, they sew the meat and they sew the, the skin and then they sew the... <laughs> with a little hook and then they just go in there and do you want anesthetic or not? No, I don't need it, just sewed it up. But extraordinary miracles were wrought through the hands of Paul. So that would have been the gift of working of miracles. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself again because I want to go to the nine gifts of the spirit because he distributes these as he will, wills and he does a will that these function and we need these gifts now as much as ever. There needs to be insight from heaven. There need to be the supernatural gifts. There's a woman here with a mom who's 105 years old and she's been hit with a virus. We need the healing power of God to hit her life because we're gonna have a party for her on the 5th of November and we wanna make sure she's all good to go, ready to go, right? Jason province's grandma, she comes to church here and she's as fresh as she can be. how old is she? 98, she's just, she's just sharp and fresh. And I like how much she enjoys my sermons. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I want her around another 30 years, you know, she, what would she be? Um, one of my roommates from our first Israel trip, uh, Steve Klayman just had his 70th birthday last week. Happy birthday to you, brother. Wave your hand. Jewish believer, I love him very much. He's a good man, prayerful man. Well, so they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and people were amazed with great perplexity. It's like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And uh, some were mocking, saying they are full of new wine or sweet wine. And Peter, in verse 14, he got up and he, he was taking his stand with the 11. You gotta take your stand. And he raised up his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all you who are in, live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. Now this is in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. And then he quotes it. And this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. It shall be in the last days do you know it's been the last days since the resurrection? <laughs> and God's not slow, as some count slowness. Like He said, I'm going to send a Messiah who's going to bust the chops off this serpent. 4,000 years later, he, Jesus came. 4,000 years. And then He said, I'm coming back. We're 2,000 plus years in. When is He coming? When is He coming? When is He coming? Whenever. The timing is perfect and I take issue with these people that want the the population to reduce because God loves people he created man in his own image hey take a cruise through psalm 8 when I consider the moon and the stars and all that you've created what is man that you're so mindful of him or the son of man that you take thought of him some of you young people you feel isolated you get on uh, social media and compare with others and it's affected you it's and, and and maybe you hit a pocket in school a subject you're not particularly good at and you've been kind of down let me tell you God has such plans for your life Amen. don't live in discouragement yeah. any longer Amen. God will open up your mind to understand the scriptures God sent his son Jesus to die so you could be redeemed and be cleansed and have assurance that you're standing right before God and not on the basis of your performance, but on the gift, the free gift of righteousness, right? Jesus saves, still saves, heals, still heals, delivers, still delivers, and baptizes people in the Holy Spirit that want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it did, like Dr. Andy Chambers, Missouri Baptist University said, it did not pass away with the apostles. These gifts are still prevalent and present and available for us, and we must not be ignorant, which means we shouldn't ignore them. We must not be unaware. In fact, I'm convinced we've got to get to know Jesus really well so we get to know the Father really well and get to know the Holy Spirit really well and understand their, the, the whole cohesion of the the whole thing and, and and develop and grow as a people you know though the outer man is perishing you know age and uh, gravity and time and wear. uh you know it, it's just it's a part of the process okay but the bible says another part of the process is but though the outer man's per- perishing the inner man is being renewed day by day you're getting stronger Stand up, brother, right there with the Jesus shirt. That's what my inner man looks like right there. See, my outer man is not quite like that, but my inner man, studly right there. You don't want to arm wrestle with my inner man. Just showing you there. That's my body. That's my spiritual, uh, right? That's my spiritual double. That's my doppelganger. Spiritually speaking. And... uh you're you're growing I said you're growing you're maturing you may not feel it all the time and I liken Christian spiritual growth to a clock Uh, it has it has three hands it has uh, a second hand it has a minute hand and it has an hour hand and you can watch a clock how many of you have a an analog watch on you that has a, a sweeping i have a, i have a watch with a sweeping and i can see it and it's moving fast And oh man north american western mindset we love that let's let's hurry up let's hurry up let's go we gotta go gotta go 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 and then even the minute hand I, i'll geek out and i'll sit there and i'll look at my minute hand and i'll say oh yeah it's, it's moving you know there but then an hour hand that's the Christian life right there. Oh, yeah. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. But we're all, according to Ephesians 4, to grow up in all aspects unto Him. Yes. Everybody say, Oh, grow up. Oh, how many of you have a growth potential? How much how many of you are growing in Him? You are. And you're not just growing in this earthly life. The Bible says, for the ages to come our lives are gonna show his mercy and grace. That's in Ephesians 2, I think, verse seven. So uh, hallelujah. And, 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 and Luke is saying and uh, writing what Jesus said, man, I'm gonna open up your mind to understand the scriptures. The, the, the Christ had to suffer and die, then he rose from the grave. You've got that now. It's been obscured to you. Now you know it's happened. He's, he's resurrected and he's gonna ascend. He spends 40 days trying to sort out the church trying to purge unbelief and doubt out of everybody. And then he downloads this, John baptized with water, you're gonna be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So then Peter gets up, having just been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you, if you've studied about Peter and you've read about him, this is a changed man at this point. He's been born again. He's also been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So he gets up and takes his stand among the 11 and he explains, he gets a revelation. What just happened is I remembered in Hebrew school, Peter saying that the prophet Joel said in the scroll there that this would happen in the end times, that, that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men will dream dreams Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, remember the 120 had Mary and women and men there, and God does that and he's doing that, hallelujah. And uh, even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit, they shall prophesy, I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the lord shall come and it shall be that everyone and this is one of my favorite verses that everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved doesn't get any clearer than that you know it's by grace alone we're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves and i want to tell you also the baptism of the holy spirit is very similar to the salvation experience it's by grace through faith and that not of yourself you don't earn it but you have to receive it and you have to get it by faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god i got saved uh, when i heard the information about who jesus is under the anointed preaching of a layman who told me about the lord and it it activated something my he opened up my mind to understand the scriptures you guys remember when you got saved How many of you can say, yeah, I got saved? Isn't it great? Wave to me if that's the best thing that ever happened to you. That's a precious, cherished possession that we carry through our lives. And it's changed us. We're different than we used to be. I'm different than I used to be. I'm different than I used to be when I started the church because as I said earlier, we're growing. It's not like a sweeping second hand. It's not even like the minute hand. It's like the hour hand. But we're all growing up in him. Amen. Amen. Christy, we're growing in him. You know, when these newlyweds came back from their honeymoon, I said, are you adjusting? And she said, we're working on it. You know, and, and that's what you got to do. I mean, it takes time. And, 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 and God has time. He's not slow as some count slowness. So here we are. And I, there, are, there are, it would be an array of things that I could go and talk about right now. Just even in the news cycle, what's going on in the nations? What's going on politically in an election year in this country? What's going on with uh, uh, the current wave of anti-Semitism? You know that has been you know stirring. We were at the the temple last week with the with the rabbi and the rabbis and the in the congregation, the oldest reformed uh, Jewish congregation west of the Mississippi, Emmeth. and we we have a bond with each other for, for many decades now. I've done services with their rabbis, funerals. I invited one of the rabbis to meet with the president of the United States when I was in a position to, to they asked me to bring people from different faiths. So I did, and, uh, and it's radical if you think about it. Um, he was kind to me and, uh, uh, in a moment where we really needed him. And um, So there you go. You're not to give offense to the Jews, to the church, or to the nations, to the Gentiles. That means you love everybody. That's That's why you hear me. I I love the church. I love the denominational church, though I'm a non-denominational pastor. I I honor the body of Christ. I even honor the people that, that are flipped on this issue, but I still respect and love them. And uh, they're my brothers and sisters that have called on Jesus. I'm So I, I want to, uh, we, we always want to make sure we're landing uh, on the right side of these things, correct? So now I, I made a statement to you that I was going to bring a bit of clarity about um, why there's a theory that these gifts ceased with the apostles. You guys up for a little bit of a little finish up with this you gotta it's only I'm, I'm I'm going I'm doing great okay okay so let's turn we're in the book of Acts so let's go to Acts chapter 8 and uh, we're going to look at the Samaritans Sam- Samaria is it's some area right next to Jerusalem thank you thank you very much dad joke okay anyway uh, Samaria is right next to Jerusalem, and, uh, and Philip went and preached there. There, were, there was so much persecution. They, uh, Stephen was stoned to death, and uh, Saul of Tarsus, this is the first encounter we have of Paul the Apostle, he's Saul of Tarsus, and he's in hearty agreement with him, putting him to death, so he just was vehement about it, hostile toward it, persecuting the church, And on that day there was a great persecution that began against the church in Jerusalem and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. So now this was, these were laymen. The apostles were, they were cordoned off in Jerusalem still but the believers went out and and one of them was Philip. He was a layman that went out witnessing and sharing the gospel and we see here that he went uh, preaching. And uh, let's see, i got to get my notes here. Um, eh, here we go, let's see if I can find that. All right, it's coming right up. Uh-huh, There it. there it is, okay. So verse five, and it says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. He preached Christ unto them, it says in King James. And when they believed Philip, uh, when they believed Philip, the crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. The King James says, But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. That's in verse 12, I'm sorry, that's in verse 12. So let's go down to verse 12 and I'll reread that. And he, it says, let's see, there it goes, all right. Ever have your Bible pages stick together, there it is. Uh, But when they believed, Philip, everybody say Believed. So the Bible said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes, And is baptized shall be saved but he that believes not shall be damned or condemned that's mark 16 verse 15 and 16 right so notice in verse uh, 12 they believed and then look at verse 14 it says now when the apostles which were at jerusalem heard that samaria had received the word of god they sent unto them peter and john now here's what's happened the samaritans are saved but they have not as yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So there are believers that are saved that may or may not be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Samaria, at this point, they had not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, where this theory comes in is, uh, well, they had to have the apostles to impart the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Philip couldn't do it because he was a layman. Now that's the theory, and that because when those guys died, nobody could be baptized in the Holy Spirit again, because the apostles were the only ones designated to impart the baptism in the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. Okay, that's the theory that Dr. Andy Chambers did not embrace because it's unbiblical. Because if you if if then if you see any layman get somebody baptized in the Holy Spirit after this, then that disproves that it's strictly imparted through those early first apostles of the Lamb that wrote the Bible and the, you know, that we talked about, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and so forth. So actually, uh, we find out later on with Paul, the, with Saul of Tarsus, a man named Ananias. Ananias is not one of the apostles. He's not one of the, uh, the he's, he's a layman like Philip. And he is assigned to lay his hands on Paul and on Saul of Tarsus which he did so then that disproves the theory that it all passed away with the apostles also in first Corinthians chapter 13 when it says when the perfect comes all these things will be done away with there's a there's a theory that that meant that when the Bible is the canon of scripture is all consolidated and it comes to us from Genesis to Revelation then that is the perfect has come and so no more need for gifts. And that, that's a theory that uh, I disagree with that, that interpretation uh, because the per- when the perfect comes, that's gonna be the finality when Jesus comes again. Not the, the, although the Bible is, all scripture is inspired by God and is all profitable for correction, for teaching, for reproof, for training in righteousness, right? But see, we need to understand this. And I'm re-preaching this to this church post COVID in the moment we're in to, to redefine us as a movement and to get back on course with what is being bumped up front and center. And that is, you must be born again. And man, get a hold of the baptism of the Holy Spirit for all that there is and get equipment and get empowerment so you can be clothed with power from on high And that we can see a greater level of our witness and attesting to the things of God in our daily life, in our personal experience, in our lives, and the issues we face, and our relationships, and all those issues. Carlos, you know, you guys, you and your wife, the Holy Spirit led you the other day. And God set up somebody to be here for you while we were having a staff meeting. And we don't need to elaborate on it, but that was anointed and the anointing, God was leading you, and God anointed you guys. He just told me that. And, and, and the gifts of the Spirit are for today. Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. It, you know, it, There's been so much besmirching about that and belittling about that, but it's actually such a, tr- it's, it's the entry-level gateway gift into the other gifts of the Spirit. I, I've heard and I believe that. And um, man, I pray in tongues all the time. And um, it, it's such a help, it's such a help, because we don't know how to pray as we ought, Romans eight twenty six, but the Holy Spirit helps us with groanings too deep for words. Uh, there's a man named Gordon Fee who wrote a great theology book, and he attested to that verse as being a verse that affirms praying in tongues. Praying in the Spirit is synonymous with praying in tongues. And it you know, you say, well, I haven't experienced that yet. Well the Samaritans hadn't experienced it either. And that's why they went and they 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 went and fetched uh Peter and John and they came and they laid hands on them and this and so separate from salvation, separate from water baptism, there is salvation, there's water baptism, there's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And uh It's and and I I heard this. Um, Salvation is like the John chapter four wells of living water that Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman about, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit is like the overflow of John chapter seven verse thirty seven. These he said um, that that the. The, the water will come up, the, the, what was it? John chapter seven, verse 37 and 38. He said, if anybody's thirsty, let him come to be a drink. As the scripture says, um, look what it says. It, it says, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So I think that's valid. John four, drink from the wells of salvation. That's the new birth living water because then look at the next verse verse 38 it says it's or thir, thir, i think it's 39 it says but this he spoke of the spirit what though the overflow right he says you're saved but don't leave jerusalem until you're clothed with power from on high oh hallelujah there's something god's about to do there's something that if you're already born again and you've already been baptized in the holy spirit good news if you prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you, you, know, you trusted God for it, I hope this teaching will help you to understand, you've got it. And the, the uh, uh, tongues is not a sign of being saved. It's a, it is uh, one of the manifestations of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because that's what happened in the early church. That's what happened to the Samaritans. And it says in this case, They spoke the word of God with boldness and they prophesied. So the gifts operate. The the gifting of the Holy Spirit. Wow. It's amazing. This has helped me with my parenting. This has helped me with decisions I've had to make. Lisa comes in leading worship. She needs that anointing. She's trusting God for the move of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. McCall's and Pulliam's and Tracy's, you know you 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 just consistently have had the gifts of the spirit operate in your life and um this church has god has been just so good to st louis family church hasn't he he's been so good to us we've had we've been living the dream with the lord for decades now and he's about to do something amazing and so here's that example so i hope that helped you a little bit no the gifts did not pass away with the apostles Yes, the, gifts, the, the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was imparted through the apostles, but it was also imparted through Ananias, who was a layman. So then to say it passed away with the, the apostles, it, 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 you know, is inconsistent with and incompatible with uh, the, the remainder of the scriptures. And then also, as you look back in church history, God has had a people spirit-filled throughout the millennia. And um, he, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so I want to you know, have another core meeting on a Saturday. We talked about what we believe. This is one of the things we believe. And then uh, we, we also, in another session, we talked about how we behave. And I feel like we need to come back in with an amalgamation of that. And, uh, you know, where we learn... Uh, the, the work we are to do and the way we are to live. And that's really the Christian life boiled down in summary. That's what happened in Moses' uh, case in Exodus 18 with his father-in-law Jethro. He, and he, he said, you know, you gotta teach the people uh, the statutes and the laws and the precepts and show them the way in which they are to live and the work they are to do. And this is something that God is reviving in our time. And the devil tried to use uh, the pandemic to obliterate um, uh, cohesion and unity, but it didn't work. All it did was help facilitate and show what was reality in relationships. And he's bringing things together and he's bringing refinement and it's holy and it's beautiful and I'm grateful to God for it. Hallelujah. I'm not not grateful for sickness, I'm not grateful for the attacks and the harshness and the weird outcomes, but I am grateful that what the enemy meant for harm, God always and only works things together for good, right? Let's all stand up on our feet, hallelujah. I want you guys to come beat the path up to the altar and I want the musicians to come and I want you guys to just stand with me up here on the front. We're dedicating ourselves to him on your mark, get set, go. Come on, get your stuff, come on up. Let's just all rally up at the altar, and um, we're going to believe God for some great things. Everybody say, He has done great things. So, see, salvation is the start. And you could go through your whole life um, and not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you'll go to heaven and have a rich eternity. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for equipping. And it's a tremendous thing. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing this song. Move, thee and move died on the cross for sinners. And if there's anyone here tonight you've never surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus, do it tonight. Tonight, Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. And I just read to you in, in, in Acts 2, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. His name is Jesus. There's so much potency, so much authority, so much beauty in the name of Jesus all of heaven is funneled into and packed into that name. It's a name above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's the Lord. And upon confession of Jesus' Lordship, he'll come in and he'll take over, he'll reign in your life as as, as he's so faithful to do. So if that's you and you need Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, just reach out. Receive him right now you guys online. I know there are people watching that just ask Jesus to come into your life say Jesus Be my Lord and Savior Forgive me of all my sins. I know you died But you rose from the grave and that you're alive today and pouring out your love Which I receive right now by faith And if you've been baptized in the holy spirit you know what i've been preaching and how important this is and god wants to operate in your life with the word of knowledge the word of wisdom the word of knowledge the gift of faith the gifts of healing working of miracles he wants to manifest the uh discerning of spirits he wants to give prophecy he wants to give tongues and he wants to give interpretation of tongues he wants that to pour out and flow and be more uh, readily uh, uh, present in our lives. And uh, He wants us to not be unaware of it or or unavailable to it. If you wanna be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit right where you're standing. Right now, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like you do receiving Jesus by faith. And faith comes by hearing the word. That's why I bothered to preach so much scripture to you so that as you heard that, God would open up your minds to understand the scripture and you would see the value of it. You would see the the availability of it and that these gifts would begin to flourish in your life and that the power of God would come upon you and the supernatural understanding would come upon you, joy and, 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 and the strength that comes from seeing these signs and wonders follow world is really ripping up and it needs the church to be a ready poised prepared trained and and deployable so we could go out with joy we could go out with anointing we could go out with authority that's what god is doing right now on this situation right now right now so if you want to be baptized in the holy spirit uh, lift up your hands right where you are and just say father i receive The baptism of the Holy Spirit. I trust you for the gifts, including tongues, prophecy, and so forth. I believe, I receive equipping that I would be clothed with power from on high. I am trusting you to give me boldness to step out by faith and function in these gifts. Thank you, Jesus. Now let's just worship God and thank him in English. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for salvation. Go ahead. Thank you for your your favor toward us. Thank you for answering prayers, Lord. Thank you for stabilizing our country. Thank you, God, for covering uh, the, the, the whole Middle East, God, putting out the fires, doing a miracle, do a series of miracles. We believe for it. We thank you, God, for what you're doing now I, I this is a Friday night it's it's an awesome it's we're a bunch of believers here we just I just got you where you could you pray to be saved and we, we just pray to be baptized in the Holy Spirit I already am and I thank God that he's given me that gift of speaking in tongues I pray in tongues we came here an hour early we were out in the parking lot praying for an hour in tongues it's awesome it helps me so much so again let's just Give some more English, our own language. Carlos in Spanish, however you want to do it. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and now I just pray that the stirring of that prayer language, Lord, just would begin to stir, praying in other tongues. Oh God, I thank you for moving in the mighty name of Jesus. Just, just shift now from your known language into that. Besaba Karenini Bisea Mahara Namata, Sikora Namaha Terebisia Namaha Sheke, Sobarade Bidi Aranama, Socor de 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 Beata Rava Sacorobo, Soho de Tiama, Veda Maranovo, Socor de Mahayavi Biate, Sime Cahato, Shameta de Niasa, Barano Rabina. let's go back to our known language. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. For more souls, Chesterfield Valley, being touched by the power of the Holy Spirit up and down the Highway 40, up and down Airport Road, up and down Edison Road, Lord. All this footprint where you planted us, God. I'm asking for the supernatural presence of God to hit every bar, every restaurant, every grocery store, every business, box stores, hardware stores, all the highways and the byways, Lord. Now let's go back and pray in tongues some more. Go ahead, and just step out in faith. This is the perfect atmosphere for you to press into this. Just, He's not going to give you something false. Just step out, and it is from the Holy Spirit a harvest amongst the lost and a revival in the church a revival in the church oh god we ask trust you to help us O lord we trust you to help us we're grateful for your love you baptize the samaritans in the baptism of the holy spirit God, I thank you that when Saul of Tarsus got saved on the road to Damascus, when he got to Ananias' house, he got baptized in the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. Woo! What a blessing. What a joy, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. God, I ask that you open up our minds to understand the scriptures That we're not mystified about this. We're clear on this subject. We're solid on this. It's rock solid in our theology. We understand it's not just for some sort of fanatical little fringe group, but this is available to the entire body of Christ. Any and everybody that's born again has the opportunity and the option to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray for a thunderous move toward this great gift. And I thank you for bringing great teaching in the earth for people to get filled with wisdom and understanding and knowledge concerning us, so nothing can take, uh, take them away from it. And they walk solid and steady with it in their prayer life. Solid and steady with it. Let's sing this song a little bit more. It's so good. We're, we're believing for it. We're believing it right now for signs and wonders.